This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance DeScott. There's a lot going on around the NHL, teams such as the Predators made news, the Golden Knights have made news recently, but we're going to get into that after we go into the Blues game from last night. The Blues played their first game after the All-Star break, and I thought they played a pretty complete game. Carter Hutton was was good. I think the defense was pretty good. Now, granted, Montreal is not a good team. Right now, they are, from the outside, looking into a playoff spot. I think they're about eight or nine points out of a playoff spot. So at this time, a lot of people are counting them out. But I think if you're within 10 points, you really can't count yourself out because there's going to be teams that are going to fall. Not all these teams that are playing well now are going to continue to play well, but it's still going to be a tight race. As I said, Carter Hutton played very good. I would say the defense in the first period wasn't the best. The rest of the game was pretty dang good. He didn't have a lot of hard shots to save in the first period, but when He had to save them. He made the saves to keep the game scoreless in the first. I mean, there's a lot of times early in a hockey game where I'd sooner see my defensemen on their toes rather than on their heels. And here's Mete, a shot by the 19-year-old and a good pass save by Hutton. The Blues scramble defended well by the Blues. Now Placanitz in front. Great save by Carter Hutton on Lekkinen. Great scoring chance. Good shift there by Lekkinen. And now Lekkinen again, a drive and another save by Hutton. He's been sharp early. You know, one thing I like about Carter Hutton, he's not the flashiest goalie in the world. He makes the saves very calmly, does what he needs to do. And like I said, in the first period, a lot of those shots were right on him. But there were a couple where he really had to buckle down, get the perfect correct angle, and make some good saves. A lot of glove saves in this game for Carter Hutton. He is strong on the glove side. And sometimes that's an issue of Jake Allen. But Carter Hutton seems to be doing very well with stopping shots on the glove side. Hell, in fact, he's doing well stopping shots anywhere. <laughs> the Blues come out of the first period being outshot 11-8. to eight. Could have been a lot worse, like I said. They didn't get their first shot on goal until 2 minutes and 57 seconds left in the first. And then they really started putting pressure on Carey Price. Big time pressure on Carey Price. And that pressure would pay off in the second period. Ivan Barbashev got the puck just upon the center red line, skated over the blue line, and put one right past Carey Price's blocker side to give the Blues a one to nothing lead. Barbashev has really played well lately, and it's nice to have him do that. And a high hoister by Dunn. And then grabbed by Barbashev. He comes in, a shot, he scores! Barbashev, his second of the year, and the Blues strike first. Well, from my vantage point, you can see how Barbashev used the defenseman as a screen and it was perfectly executed. Not a hard shot, but a difficult one for the goaltender, Carey Price, to see, because the defenseman is trying to take the shooting lane, and he brings it back as a left-hand shot. Not much of a follow-through. 
Good play by Stassi to fight off the defenseman Petrie. Now Carl Alsner is stuck in no man's land, and it's a clean screen on the goaltender and a perfect shot. It was a perfect shot. Far post over the blocker side of Carey Price. It couldn't have been any better than that. Uh, Barbashev, I think, has just been playing so well lately. He's getting some of that confidence back that he had towards the end of the year last year when I thought he was the best player, in all honesty, in that Minnesota Wild Series. I thought he played great in that series. That would be Barbashev's second goal of the year. It was unassisted. Four minutes, 38 seconds into the second, the Blues are up one to nothing. And they wouldn't stop putting pressure on Carey Price in the second period. Just as Carter Hutton had to come up with a couple big saves in the first period, Carey Price had to come up with several big saves in the second period. A ton of them, actually. But he was up to the challenge, and these are just two examples of great saves by arguably one of the best goalies in the NHL. Point Alser throws it towards net. Black Steen will get it up. Schwartz wins the battle. Schwartz tripped up. Schwartz drops. Fired by Shannon. A big stop by Price. Lankanen will get it. And the Blues will go to the side of the net. Pass across. And oh, what a chance for Pareko. Knocked it wide on the feed from Patrick Berglund. Berglund's got it back. Down low, pass in front, stopped by Price as Berglund drives it in. You know, a lot of people are saying Carey Price is having a down year. He's not worth his contract that's going to kick in next year. But honestly, if you watch that game, he doesn't have a team in front of him. And when your team's not playing well, your goalie's not going to play well. His 3.04 goals against, I believe it was, before he won it last night's game, if he was on just a decent team, that would probably be down to 2-5, 2-4, and his record would be much better. All the naysayers, you don't know what you're talking about. Carey Price is still a good goalie. All you have to do is watch him. Just as a lot of good goalies through history and a lot of good goalies in the game today, you watch them. They don't move much. If you watched Carey Price last night, when he was making saves, he wasn't moving. Didn't have to move. Just very little effort, flawless positioning. And the goals he ended up giving up, I would say all those but maybe one were not his fault. One of them, I would say he probably should have made the save. But definitely on the Barbashev goal, there's nothing he can do. If you watch that, he was in the perfect position, perfect angle, came out of his net like goalies are taught to do, was perfect. But Barbashev beat him with the perfect shot. So going in to the third period, the Blues need to put more pressure on Carey Price. They need to. They were putting it on him in the second, 14 shots to 10 for the Blues, and they would uh, put more pressure on him in the third. They wouldn't get as many shots as Montreal. Montreal had 13 against Carter Hutton, and Carter Hutton played big in the third period too, but the Blues got a couple goals, and a guy that I thought had one of his better games in a while, Patrick Berglund, would put the Blues up 2 to nothing on a beautiful power play goal. And 20 to go on the Blues' power play. Up by a goal here in the third. See, Thompson. Little toe drag move at the line, then a shot. Rebound. They score! Berglund gets the rebound and a power play goal, and it's 2 nothing. Nice little toe drag move there by Big Tage Thompson, showing his slick mitts going down the right side. And Patrick Berglund is able to capitalize just by driving hard to the net. The shot on goal, rebound right on the tape, and in one quick motion, that big Swede with the soft mitts has drilled that in.
a great shot from Berglund, and the Blues are up two to nothing. Five minutes, 14 seconds into the third. Power play goal. Yes, a power play goal. <laughs> Anytime the Blues get a power play goal, we have to jump up and down and rejoice. Let's continue to do that. Let's start getting one out of three, two out of – wouldn't that be great if the Blues could start just being one of the better teams in the power play? That would help them so much heading into the rest of the year and into the playoffs. That would be Berglund's seventh goal. Thompson played a pretty good game last night, was all over the place, gets his third assist. Pareko gets his 21st assist. The Blues are up two to nothing. Now, towards the end of the game, the Canadians would pull their goalie, Carey Price. The Canadians put that extra attacker on the ice, and they were on a power play. So it was six on four. Steen comes down, shoots and scores. Not only was it an empty net goal, but it was a shorthanded goal. 17 minutes, 43 seconds into the third period to put the Blues up three to nothing. So a six on four advantage. Now Pacioretty, check, Steen, empty netter, he scores! Alexander Steen! Well, Petrie makes a good play for the Montreal Canadiens. He pauses and waits, and he puts it right on the tape to Max Pacioretty, right in the middle of the ice. And it goes right off the heel of the stick of the captain, Pacioretty. And because he doesn't handle it and play that puck, Alexander Steen says, I'll take that. Thanks for coming. So Steener gets the shorthanded empty net goal. That would be Steen's 11th goal. Brodziak gets his 10th assist. 17 minutes, 43 seconds in. The Blues have a commanding 3 to nothing lead. But you know one thing I have to say? The Canadians did not give up. They were still on that five-minute major uh, penalty power play. Uh, because of Colton Pareko, and that was a questionable call. It could have been four minutes. It could have been two minutes. I don't think it was intentional. He didn't mean to push the guy into the boards that way, but when a player is vulnerable, the league's going to stick up for him, and they would get a power play goal 18 minutes and 53 seconds in to make it a little bit closer at 3-1. to one. Blockered away by Carter Hutton. Drouin trying to get it in front. Here's Pacioretty down low to Gallagher. Stopped by Hutton. Scramble, puck free. Simone can try to clear. Scores! Charles Sudol breaks the shutout with a minute seven to go, and it's a 3-1 game. Carter Hutton may have had his best save off the Alex Galchenyuk shot from the wing. Got his shoulder up on it, and then it's a loose scramble and a couple of failed clears there, one by Vladimir Sabotka, and he knows it right now, too. They're battling for that shutout for their goaltender. Sabotka had a chance to clear it. Gallagher once again so effective. It may have been Gallagher that finished that, actually, but he's the one. We've talked about his battle level all night. So Charles Houdon gets the Canadians on the board with his seventh goal. Gallagher would get his ninth assist, 18.53 into the third period. Power play goal, it is now 3-1. to one. The Canadians tried to put more pressure on the Blues after that, but the Blues just weren't having it, and they won the game, of course, 3-1. to one. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal, the Blues were outshot 34-31. Face-offs, the Blues won that battle. 59% to 41%. Both teams were one for three on the power play. Hits, 23 for the Canadians, 24 for the Blues. Blocks, pretty even, just like the hits. 21 for the Canadians, 20 for the Blues. Giveaways, the Canadians uh, led that with the five giveaways, and the Blues had four giveaways. Let's go ahead and go into the post-game interviews, where, of course, we're going to hear from Carter Hutton. It seems like he's uh, a frequent guest on these post-game interviews just because of the way he's been playing. You just can't say enough about him. 
the youngster Barbashev, we're also going to hear from him, a big game from him, and it's nice to see him kind of start to come into his own. And then, of course, we're going to hear from Coach Mike. To the team, too. You know, we're playing well, and like I told you, I, I think I just catch everybody off guard now because I play a few more times a week than I used to. I was playing well once every two weeks. Now it's a big deal. I don't know. I, I think I'm the same goalie. I'm just playing more, to be honest, you know, confident in what I do. You just feel like you're just tracking the puck right now, and it, it just seems like anything that's getting through, you, you know, your eyes are on it, and, and you're not giving up any rebounds. Yeah, Badland, I think our team does a really good job, too. I thought last year there were stretches. You know, I thought last year I had a really good run, too. I had a couple shutouts back-to-back, and, you know, it's one of those things I, I just I keep beating it up, but it's like, you know, when I was playing once every two weeks, it was no big deal, and now that I play a little more, it's, you know, so I just, you know, you're a product of the team, too. We battle hard. You know, I think Bo Meester makes a huge block there. The game's 1-1 at that point, if, you know, that goes in, and, uh, you know, then from there, we're able to get a 3-0 lead, and we hold on and win. So what do you see from your vantage point? Offensively, things start out really slow, and then all of a sudden, like those last two minutes on, you guys turned it on. Yeah, I thought that was... Uh, we didn't like our start, you know. I thought they were all over us. I kind of, I, I thought I made some good saves early, and you know, I don't, I don't want the shots are like eleven nothing at one point or something. And uh, we weather the storm, and and then we turn. You know, that's what you need to do in net. Sometimes, some nights it's going to be. You know, I look at the game against Ottawa. You know, I thought I didn't really didn't get a lot of work. I had to be quiet. And then tonight, it's you know, I'm called upon early, and then you hold you hold the fort down, and we're able to get her find our game, and then from there we uh, we kind of take over. You, you mentioned earlier in the season some games that. Puck looks like a beach ball. Some di- some games it looks like a BB. Is it looking closer to a beach ball these days, or not exactly? I don't know. I work so hard in practice. You know, you just try to honestly just chip away at it. You know, I, I pride myself on coming a day, coming to work every day. You know, and try to find a reason to get better and and push myself. And you know, we're very fortunate to do this for the career. So you try to take don't take days for granted. So that's my mindset. And uh, you know, I think just growing up in Thunder Bay. I, a lot of my buddies are construction workers and blue collar, so you know it keeps in perspective. You know, so you come to work and put your time in. In my games, you know, it's paying dividends here, and, and I think we have a great goalie coach who comes here with the mindset to help me learn and work hard, and, and he's there for me every day, and it's it's helped my game improve a lot. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I obviously got a little lucky out there. Uh, the puck bounced right on my stick in the, on, the, on the red line, but uh, I mean, I just used that uh, defenseman as a screen, and uh, I guess he just didn't see it. One of the nicer goals that you've scored, would you say? Yeah, probably. <laughs> what, what changed things offensively? You guys got up to the slow start and then came on like gangbusters. Yeah, we came after the break, and uh, our first period uh, wasn't really great. Uh, we didn't shoot the puck a lot, but uh, after the first one, we started putting some pucks in the net, and uh, that was a big change. We started uh, getting some Ozo time, time and uh, I know we're just working down low pretty good, and uh, you know we scored a couple goals. That's that's good. You, you got to feel good that with the goal that your hard work is is paying off, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to do uh, the best out there and uh, playing every shift, every shift for 100%. And uh, you know, there's sometimes mistakes happens, but uh, it just just learning, you know. And uh, I think I'm doing pretty good with that, and I just just keep playing better out there. Why are you playing with more confidence right now? I mean, uh, your line mates obviously got to help there, but why are you playing with more confidence? I mean, I got a lot of better pace than. Uh, then uh, at the start of the season, probably, and uh, I don't know, especially when you're playing with Vladi and uh, Stas, it's it's great. It's it's a lot of fun uh, to play with those guys, and uh, I know it just makes it easier. That's going to be a big part of it, I mean, to be up there in the line with those guys. I mean, early on, your other stints are kind of third, fourth line. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big part, you know. It's a little bit pressure on me, to be honest, to play with them, but uh, I think I'm doing a good job out there with them. 
I knew that they were going to that's, – that's a team that plays with a lot of pace and uh, they play a fast game. They play a hard-working game. Um, we were okay. You know, it's, it's not like we didn't have opportunities to shoot pucks. I definitely would like to see us have more of a shooter's mindset to start a hockey game. Um, but then, obviously, we, we found a way to get to another level there. And, and then, uh, you know, from there, we're good. Was it reaching a point where you were wondering when you were going to get that first shot? Well, just, I mean, wondering when we were going to choose to shoot the puck. That was the big thing. Yeah, so we had opportunities, like I said, and uh, trying to make the extra play. We've got to have more of a mindset to, to be more direct to the net. So you're just yelling at guys on the bench like, hey, shoot, or? Yeah, I think, we've, I think we threw that word out there a few times. Yeah. You, you talked about Barbashev and the chemistry with that line. You yeah. Yeah, Barbie. You know, I'm happy to see him getting rewarded. He's uh, he's he's earning what he gets right now. His work ethic is strong every game. Uh, he's a competitive player, and and his competitiveness puts himself in a good spot. So uh, certainly happy with what he got tonight. Mike, when you send a player back down, it's a tough love. How they choose to, to go about it? Do you feel like he's stopping? Yeah, I do. He uh, you know he he went down, um, and we told him basically, you know that. Uh, that we need him to get back. We 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 were counting on him, and uh, and we believe that he would. And uh, we told him to take advantage of the opportunity to, to to gain your confidence, to find your game, and uh, and he's done that. And since he's come back, he certainly looks like a different player. Um, I like the fact that during the bye week he went down, and played again, and I think that uh, you know it shows that uh, that he's confident right now, and and uh, and certainly aggressive in his game. What about your confidence in him? You know. The rest of this year, I mean, you can plug a guy into a role and he plays well and you stick with him. I mean, if you sit in your meeting and say this is a guy that we can keep up there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I have a lot of confidence in him. I have a lot of confidence in our whole group. Yeah. During that stretch when you were I thought I thought Carter needed to be good early. I thought we were we were slow and uh, and uh, a little bit hesitant in our D zone coverage. I thought Montreal had a really good start. Um, they were well prepared. They came out and I, I thought that they really dictated things, uh, generated some really good opportunities, and uh, and Hutz did a great job uh, standing in there and letting us find our game. Our play goals now in your last four games. You feel like you're starting to figure something out. Uh, I hope so. I mean, uh, you know, there there was parts of tonight that that looked good. Uh, you know, I would say that the second uh, group, obviously, they got the goal tonight, and I would say that they looked a little bit sharper in their game than the first group did. So um, every day is new opportunity. We'll have to we'll have to look at that and try to keep trying to get better here. I think we are. I think we're seeing it's a mixture of confidence and uh, and and desire to stay in there. So um, he's doing a great job. So he said it was like the same. He thinks he's playing the same way he did before. It's just one or two weeks. He didn't really notice it. Yeah, he's. I mean, you look at his. It's not like he's just turned it on all of a sudden. He's he's had a fantastic year, and uh, and that's what that's what earned him the opportunity to get some more starts. And and uh, and all he's done is. You know, because of the start that he had to the year, it, it earned those opportunities. But then he was prepared for that opportunity that he got, and he's taken advantage of it. So is the goaltending plan now more about when Carter needs a break, or is it still about? We, I think I, right? what I say is we, we don't we don't have a, a plan. We, you know, I, you know, 
a long a long term plan. So we've got a plan for uh, for the next week or so here. Uh, but uh, but again, we there's no question we'd like to get Jake back in there and and uh, you know Jake is we we saw what Jake has done for us in the past. We saw what he did for us last year in the playoffs. We know the level that he can get to and the level that he can play at. Um, and uh, and obviously we're seeing uh, a, you know I would say all year long a new level from Carter uh, that we know what level he can play at too. So um, we're in a good spot there. The Blues needed this win. They need to just start off after the All-Star break on something that's positive. Carter Hutton had another strong effort. I thought the team played much better in the second and third periods than they did in the first. Was it their best effort of the year? No. But they did play fundamentally sound in most areas for most of the game. And now the Blues head out on a short road trip, I guess. They'll play Boston Thursday and, of course, former Blue David Backus. They'll play Buffalo on Saturday. Then they come home for two against the Wild and the Avalanche. And then right after the Avalanche game, they come back home for a game against, right now, the top team in the Central, the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets, to a lot of people, have been the surprise of the league. I really didn't think that they were a big surprise. But hey, you know, I a lot of people did. I thought they'd be better. I thought they would make the playoffs, but I didn't think they would be this good. I don't think anybody's seen that. Going around, other news around the NHL. It looks like Mike Fisher's going to come back to the Predators. It's going to cut in to their existing centers, which are uh, Johansson Smith, Jam Croc, Turris, uh, Sissons, and of course Benino. I think it's going to cut down on the playing time of uh, Sissons or Benino. Maybe the Predators are going to be looking to make a trade. I don't know. It should make the Predators a little bit better. Mike Fisher's last couple of years have been pretty good for them. Last year, he had 18 goals, 24 assists for 42 points. Pretty dang good, uh, especially for the salary he was making. He's 37 years old now. Is he going to be able to contribute and get back into shape quick enough? I don't know. A lot of people are saying, well, he's been skating. Anybody who's played hockey knows there's a huge difference between skating and actually uh, coming in and playing a game. I think he's going to help the Predators, which of course is bad news for the Blues. Then we've got other news. Uh, speaking of the Boston Bruins, who the Blues are going to be playing Thursday, they just ended their 18-game point streak. That is amazing. That's hard to do. The Ducks ended that streak on Tuesday night. Just really, really, really amazing. And the other news, you're not going to be shocked by this. Guess who is now the winningest expansion team of all time, or at least tied for it right now. Yeah, that's right, the Golden Knights. They won their 33rd game, and they are now tied for the most wins in a season by an expansion team. So you know they're going to break the record. This team's very good. Of course, we know the NHL changed a couple of the rules to make sure, in my mind, that they were a good team, which I don't have any problem with. You want your expansion team to be competitive. Most people didn't expect them to be this competitive, and like I said on my last podcast, don't be shocked if this team makes it to the Western Conference Finals or even the Stanley Cup. I know that's going to upset some Blues fans, but this is a good team. This is a really good Vegas Knights team. That last game where the Blues beat them 2-1 to one was just an awesome game, and wouldn't that be something if the Blues met them in the playoffs and we had some great games like that one? That would be just great for the city of St. Louis, great for Las Vegas, be very nice to see, but I don't care who the Blues play in the playoffs as long as they are succeeding against whoever they're playing. 
and they're probably going to have to end up playing Nashville or Winnipeg at some time. Uh, both those teams have been playing very, very good. Nashville's 6-2-2 and in their last 10. The Blues 6-3-1. and But Winnipeg is outdoing them both at 7-2-1. and There's so many teams vying in the Western Conference for that final playoff spot. Right now, Minnesota has it with 59 points. But there is five teams within eight points of them. Six teams within nine. So Anaheim's at 59. Colorado's at 58. Calgary's at 58. So those two teams, Calgary and Colorado, are just a point out. Anaheim is 59 points, but due to their record against Minnesota, is in the ninth spot. Then you've got Chicago at 55, Edmonton at 47, Vancouver at 46. A lot of people count out the Canucks, and I can kind of see why 13 points is hard to come back down. And Edmonton is going to have to really play well because they're 12 points behind. But man, Chicago, Calgary, Colorado, and Anaheim, they're, they're in it, guys. And that's what you want it to be. You want most of your teams, the end of January, 1st of February, to be in the playoff hunt. And you've got that also, a very similar situation in the Eastern Conference. Philadelphia is at 56 points right now for that final playoff spot. The Rangers at 55. The Islanders at 55. Carolina at 54. Florida at 46. So I would say, you know, actually Montreal's at 46. I know they didn't play well last night. Can they play better? I think they can. Can they play well enough to get into the playoffs? I don't know. If they start playing a little bit better, they've got Carey Price. He played very good against the Blues last night. If they start playing better, Carey Price is hot. Montreal could come back and surprise some people. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not, but you never know. The only two teams really out of it are Ottawa and Buffalo. That's what you want to see. The team that I really like in the Eastern Conference that's not in a playoff spot right now is the Islanders. I think the Islanders have a pretty good team, and they're only one spot out of a playoff spot right now, or one point, sorry. These are some good teams. It's going to be a fun last couple of months of the season. Make sure to continue to follow your team, no matter where you're at. If you're a Blues fan, let's follow the Blues. Let's support them. Let's go to the games. Let's watch them on TV. Hey, and don't forget to eat some good food when you're watching those NHL games. Mmm, wings, a couple of frosty beverages, whether it's an adult beverage or whether it's a kitty beverage, I guess you could say. Whether you're pounding sodas or whether you're drinking some adult beverages, some cocktails, whatever, enjoy your NHL hockey. Until next time, this is The Drop. I've been your host, Lance Descott. Stay safe and have a great rest of your week. This has been The Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.